Hey everybody, and thanks for being here. First and foremost, I want to apologize. It's been quite a bit of time since I put out my last podcast, and uh, a lot's been going on, truthfully. And what I'm going to tell you, I know I, I, I tend to lean a lot towards the funny stories of parenting, and it's because it's fun to laugh, and it's fun to hear the horrors that we all go through, but today I'm going to talk about some things that are a little bit harder when you're a parent and a lot more somber when you realize that there's so much more intensity to our children's lives and our lives even that we don't even know about sometimes. So my podcast today is a very, very hard topic for me um, because it affects me in many aspects of my life. And It's something that I have personally struggled through having the feeling of I've watched a very close family member die because of it, and I've seen many friends of mine that have been lost to it. And the topic I'm going to talk about today is suicide. uh, I've had a lot of people in my life that have struggled with their own depression and feeling of not having worth in this world that is so fast moving that we get swallowed into it. And in the last couple months, I've had some very close people to me struggling with it again. And I was reminded how hard life can be sometimes for even kids, and we don't even realize it. And the two that have been really close to home for me is is one of my, my oldest, my oldest son who is definitely an adult now and has struggled just like me with feelings of worth and depression and has tried to work through it on his own and sometimes it's just really hard to be strong and he told me recently that he's been struggling again with wanting to kill himself and I know for a fact that the potential of it actually being real is there you know Often people think, they even question whether a person is capable or not capable of doing it. And I'm going to tell you right now, that's the worst thing in the world that you can do. Everyone is capable of anything. And if you have even the slightest feeling someone's struggling, ask them. Or let them know that there's places that they can go to talk or even just listen sometimes. And... Part of the reason I've been away is I've, I've been struggling with this going on, and then there's actually another child that was living with us for a short period of time that we watched go through something that was so close to home for me as a teenager that it, it broke my heart to watch someone else go through. And it's surreal as a parent who wants to know how their children feel, who wants to know whether they're happy whether they're okay and what's going on in their life. I cannot fathom how a parent or a step-parent or even a boyfriend or a girlfriend of a parent cannot sympathize or understand when their child comes to them and says that they're thinking of killing themselves or that they don't feel that they have value on this earth and they don't want to be here anymore. And we got a call to go to the hospital because this girl had had tried to kill herself and when we got there we were able to kind of piece together the story of what took place 
and I've, I've heard it before, you know, they had gone through a very traumatic event, they had a miscarriage, and they weren't handling it well, that no one handles that well. The idea that you have a lost life and that there is something that has happened within you. And if you're young, 16, 17 years old, it's even more terrifying because the world looks at you differently. No matter how amazing you are, they always will judge you. They'll always put you in a box. And to struggle through that alone is unbearable. And when this when this kid reached out to her parent, the parent was too busy. And then when they started wanting to act out on it and they started to have the troubles, they got taunted by the boyfriend, stepdad, whatever you want to call this person, to just do it and get it over with. Not to ask them if they're okay or ask them if they need to talk to somebody or even just to call a hospital and maybe get them help before they try to kill themselves. No, that, that didn't happen in this situation. She got taunted and she did, she did try. Luckily she failed. And for me, that's a fantastic thing that she failed. For her, it is a fantastic thing that she failed, whether she knows it now or not. But it brings back the feelings that I felt when I was like that. A lot of people don't know that I've actually tried to kill myself in more than one occasion in my past. Because I don't talk about it, I don't let people know, and only people who are really close to me can even tell that something's that wrong. And it, it isn't now that I'm feeling that way, but I can honestly say it wasn't that long ago that I felt that way. And I know what it took to make me feel as low as I felt the times that I had tried myself. And to look at someone so young struggling with such an intense thing and to have that on top of it, to feel that their presence on this earth is no longer valued. That they're more of a burden on society than a value, that they're actually hurting people by being here, because those are the things that went through my head when I wanted to do it. And I was so good at convincing myself that those thoughts and those feelings were so accurate and so right, and I am, I am really good at arguing, especially with myself. And it's really hard to talk about this. And honestly, up until very recently, it was a possibility that I might have done again. What woke me up with this one, and this is something that I think only a person who goes through this can relate to, was I started noticing my mom being really depressed. And she'd been dealing with an abusive relationship for a very long time with my biological father emotionally sometimes physically you know that it wasn't healthy they pushed each other's buttons and they escalated and my dad was not a friendly person I don't know many people that have nice things to say about him but 
She started to say things that reminded me of how I felt. And I can't explain how terrifying it is as a child to see your mother, the person who brought you into this world, um, so sad and to feel like you have no control. She'd already lost my grandmother. She was really depressed. She had been bedridden. She'd had health issues. She didn't feel like she had a lot to live for. And I started raising the flags and telling everybody something was wrong. And no one believed me. No one wanted to listen. Oh, it's just how she is. Oh, her meds are just off. No, she's, she's fine. She's not feeling that way. And I knew something wasn't right. I was afraid to fight for it. And now, with how things turned out, I very much wish I would have fought harder because it wasn't even a week later that I got a call that my mom was in critical condition in the hospital. She had decided to stop taking her blood pressure medication, which was major and then she stopped taking her insulin, which was even more major. And the only reason why I know this is my brother told me, because he was her healthcare provider at the time. And he wouldn't fight her to take it, or make her take it. I mean, it is truly a human's choice whether or not they want to make that choice. And so she decided she was going to enjoy life and not take her insulin and eat what she wanted to eat. Which... In my brain, I've never, I've never even like fathomed that. I mean, for me, truthfully, my, my choice was always, I'm either going to drown myself or I was going to take pills. And the pills are the ones that actually did at one point actually succeed with me. That's another story. Uh, let's finish up what's going on with my mom because I, I'm at a loss for words. Sorry. It's, it's a very, very hard topic for me to talk about because a lot of people don't know what really happened. Um, so when I get to the hospital, I find out what had happened to her medically from her choices of not taking her medicine. And she had a blood pressure that had skyrocketed and her blood sugar was close to 700 and she had a major stroke. And the stroke, even though it was noticed early, because she told my brother that she didn't want to go to the hospital, it proceeded to paralyze her body. And at this point, her body shut down. And so she couldn't speak, and she couldn't talk, and she was being basically kept alive by machines. And I had to make the choices of whether or not to let her live or die. Those, those choices always came to me. No one in my family was ever strong enough to make that choice. That was always on me. And I'm okay with making that choice because someone's got to do it. But it's so hard when it's your mom. Now what you expect is that she died and it was something short and it worked. But it didn't. It didn't work. My mom went from being able to functionally still stand on her own and talk and have conversations to only having limited use of her left hand. 
After time, she regained the ability to talk, and I was able to ask her if that's what she did, and she did confirm to me that that's what she had wanted to do. So I know that it wasn't just a hunch. And I watched her suffer for two years in a medical system being bounced around because she wasn't a wealthy lady. And she couldn't fight anymore. And I honestly, I'm 200 miles away. I drove as many times as I could, as much as gas could afford. But when you're a mom with four kids and you're in college and you're trying to work and you're trying not to sink yourself, driving 200 miles constantly is something you wish you could do more. Because sometimes there wasn't gas money. I would sell things to take the trips down there to take care of her. And after about two years, she finally did succumb to all of the complications. I really wish that I could have done more. And sometimes I question whether or not I took enough action with what happened with my mom. But being a kid and watching your parent die and knowing it was because of that and questioning why they wouldn't have come to you or tried to work with you made me realize that if I ever did it, I would be doing that to four beautiful boys. I can't ever put somebody through what I went through, so that's why I won't ever attempt again. But it doesn't mean that I still don't have thoughts that make me feel like I'm not valuable or that the world wouldn't be better off without me because I think that is something that is normal of abuse survivors and people who have been through circumstances most people can't fathom. Those are stories for a different day, but, you know, I do have PTSD and I do have emotional issues and I have a lot of baggage and I'll put that right out there because right now I'm being honest with you and I, I am who I am. I'm not going to try to pretend I'm something that I'm not. But what makes my heart so sad is how many people are just like me. How many kids as young as 10 years old, as old as 90 years old, that feel such little worth of themselves that they actually think that this place could be better without them. And I'm going to tell you right now, if you've ever felt that way, you're wrong. This world needs people that can feel that deeply. It needs people who have seen dark things and can be gentle and understand when others are facing the same dark things. And I think that's why so many of us try to be better than what we came from. You know, another struggle, oh gosh, you know, I'm queer. <laughs> I have been out since 1996 and that alone in itself, trying to figure out your own identity, and at that time it was not okay. I had people throwing bottles at me for holding a girl's hand, I had people vandalize my car, I had people threaten and physically harm me because I loved somebody. And when you're already having a hard enough time liking yourself and then you have somebody hating on you because you love, it really does a number on your brain. I had two two of my friends that were really actually very good friends of mine, and I had known them for a very long time, that are also gay, were also gay, that made the choice to end their lives. All of this is within three years. 
How's that for a time frame? Three people I know, three people I care very closely for kill themselves in three years, right? I have other people that I'm close to right now that think about it. It's the most real topic that I see every day. And it's so simple to repost it on Facebook, this wonderful number, and pay attention, and I'm here for suicide. And I think it is wonderful that you are all there saying this. But what you really need to be is there when someone calls you. When that person that you are supposed to be a friend of a sibling, whoever, shows a symptom that makes you think something's wrong, pay attention. See them, hear them, feel them. Whatever it takes to get to where you know that they're going to make it to the next day. You don't want to wake up and realize that your friend isn't here anymore, your mom isn't here anymore. And you sure as hell don't want your friends to feel that about you. I think that the number one thing we need to do is remember that we are all human. No matter how much we mess up, no matter how low we feel, there's always a better day. And it may not feel like it now, it may not feel like it in months from now, years from now even for some. But keep reaching for something that is better because there has to be something better than the tricks your mind plays on you. I appreciate every one of you for being here and listening and allowing me to talk about this. This is very personal again to me, but I have seen it so much, so much recently that I couldn't not speak about it. And I can tell you that the ways that I am there are by doing things like this, about talking about how it feels when I feel that way, because when you do feel that way, you don't believe anyone else understands. Nobody gets what you feel. Nobody understands how much better the world could be without you. Nobody understands how much it would be better just to be quiet. And I'm going to tell you there's a lot of us that understand. And a lot of us that want to see you get through it like we did. Because honestly, I feel like I'm finally walking into a clear field. I'm happy. I love my family. I work on myself every day. I am still in counseling because I do believe in that. I believe that it works. I allow myself the peace and the calm and I I look at the little things in life. I look at how beautiful the colors of the sky are. I look at how wonderful the waves are as they crash on the rocks and the sound that they make. I remember all those little things that make us so infinitely small. How much greater things, more beautiful things there are. And if you ever feel this way, look for those things. Reach out, tell somebody, we want you to be here. Thank you for listening with me. I had to pause it actually a couple times. Hopefully it's not too noticeable because there were a few moments where it was a little too hard to say it out loud, but I did. And I don't judge anybody for their choices. I definitely don't judge my mom. The only person I judge sometimes is myself for not fighting a little harder. But I promise you, I fought as hard as I could. 
Although, you know, being one of those people that always knocks yourself down, you could always try just a little bit harder, right? <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to cut this before it winds up being a very long-winded tale, like my boys will tell you when I give them life lectures. But know that you have value and that you are loved. And that there are people that want you here if you ever feel different. Thank you for being here to listen to me. And this is why mommy needs wine and weed. <laughs>